Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. This is Send Him Off. My name is Sam and joining me, as always, is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. How's it going, mate? We're back. We're back doing what football yeah. means to me. Great. Uh, we, good to we, have, we had our it's thing. good to have it back. Yeah, yeah, it is. I was going to say, it's good to have it back. We did our thing last week with Kieran. It's good to have these recurring you know, segments back. And we're joined by a legend. We are. We are. A living legend. Comedian, living legend. actor, and uh, Man United fan. Justin Morehouse. Justin, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Thanks it's, for uh, coming. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, Legend. I can't believe, Stretching I can't believe... it a bit there, aren't we? Oh, well, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I don't know, know about that. He's in Phoenix Knights. Yeah, that's yeah. Justin Morehouse on Phoenix Knights. Uh, he's a legend. All right. So, I like um, how you're doing this from your conservatory. It's very yeah, interesting. Yes, it's got to be done yeah. you know, Sam's low in budget, part-time. Yeah. He's in his I'm, attic. I'm in my attic, yeah. I've got a drum set next to me. So, yeah. you know, we're just waiting it's, for the money to roll in. That's all it is. This was a, <laughs> a podcast born after lockdown. So <laughs> yeah. this is how we did it in lockdown. And we just, to be honest, haven't adapted to yeah. the world moving on. And to be honest, it's way easier. Because, like, where are you based, Justin? Manchester. Yeah, so yeah. we'd never be able to speak to you. No, where are you? Platform. Uh, South, South Wales. Wales, so just outside Swansea. How far apart are you two, though? Oh, oh we're about, about five minutes. Yeah, it's that's five minutes, right, guys? Yeah, that's <laughs> it is massively late. That's like, terrible. Sam could have gone round to Alex, and you could have put some up behind you. Yeah, the drum kit behind you, but no. Oh, I know. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There, and I'm it's guessing true. you're living at your parents' house, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a man of your vintage probably wouldn't have a conservatory <laughs> oh, <yeah>. that <laughs> style. No. Definitely not. Definitely no, so not. not. I wouldn't yet. have a converted attic either, in all fairness. No, so. you wouldn't be going, you can yeah. do your podcast, but you can do it in a conservatory. <laughs> That's what's happened, yeah. isn't it? It's spot on, though. Sling off. my bloody broadband now, yeah. <laughs> Still on oh. dial up in Wales, we are. Um, <laughs> hey, don't be like that about yourselves. <laughs> it, right. it's, it's a serious point that you know. It's a Go serious on. point. I don't know we're here to have a laugh and joke. You shouldn't make dumb jokes at your own expense. Like, if you do self-deprecating humour and you're coming from a position of, like, you know, because Wales is kind of, like, you know, put upon by the rest of the United Kingdom often, then you're just helping your oppressors. You know, take a leaf well, out of Michael Sheen's book. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there yes, we are. Yes. Yes. Side boys! <laughs> you sons oh, of speed! What a, amazing, what a video that was as well. Oh. Yeah. If anybody's listening and doesn't... I don't know when this one comes out. But it was quite recent, wasn't it? Michael yeah. Sheen uh, did this uh, thing, it was, and it was de- that was definitely off the cuff, wasn't it? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. That was on the spot. That was on the spot. And I tweeted, I went, "How quickly can I make myself Welsh?" <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you've done the right thing. You're on set him off now, so you're, yeah, part, exactly. you're halfway there. Yeah, right. You're an honorary Welshman. First ever off. gig as a comedian was in Wales. Was it? Whereabouts? Well, I say first ever gig. I was at Carnarvon Falls. I don't know Which, what that is. Yeah, Newcastle Emlyn. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I feel Lemlin. like that's, yeah. yeah. Cardigan Bay-ish area. Yeah, yeah. Shout, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah a, ho- a holiday park, and uh, I won the Entertainer of the Week. Oh, did you? There we are. Yeah. So it was meant to be. Gets, you were it, destined yeah. for us. Always. To, always. The road to <laughs> send him off was 40 always. 40 years later. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, uh, we always kick off what football means to me, Justin, with uh, a little... A little bit Quick we like to around. Call, yeah, something old, something new, something borrowed, and something yeah. blue. So we'd like something old, so your favourite retired player. Uh, hey. Something new, your favourite current player. Mm-hmm. Something borrowed, your favourite ever player that's been on loan at your club. 
and then something blue who is the player that you were, you were the saddest to see leave all right okay that's interesting so you're a united fan you would have yeah. seen quite Manchester a few united players fans. so something out. older retired player um brian mcclair nice nice because he was he, he was kind of like um he was a big signing for us and he was the first player since George Best to score more than 20 goals for Manchester United when he joined. And he kind of straddles that my childhood watching United when, you know, they were perennial underachievers to the glory years of, uh, you know, uh, Alex Ferguson. And he kind of is a lovely uh, conduit. That's a good word, Wait, isn't it? A cracking word, yeah. Yeah, it's a conduit uh, to those areas. So there's my something old and... um Something, uh, what was the next one? Something new. Something new, yeah. Favourite current, current player? Bruno Fernandes. Really? Nice. Yeah, I just think he's... I think, I mean, I mean, you, if you'd asked me this a week ago when Anthony was grabbing the shirt and kissing the badge, it might have been <laughs> Anthony, but Bruno Fernandes, <laughs> I think, is... He's just like a, like a brawler kind of player, you know? Like a Diego Costa or that kind of... You could just imagine him... He, He'd play football. If, if he wasn't like a millionaire footballer, he'd be playing at the highest level he could be be at because he loves football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I th- I I agree with that. Like, if he didn't play football professionally, he'd be playing whatever he could. Yeah, like the top. Yeah, agree. Yeah, he looks like he's playing for. I always say this thing because we've had our ups and downs with our owners over the fifteen years or whatever, and we don't we don't particularly like our owners, and there's a lot of booing and a lot of like. I never would ever boo a player that played for Man United, no matter what he did, because I always say he's he's living my dream. Mm. And what a strange thing it would be to boo your own dreams, eh? Yeah. yeah. Booing your own dreams. Yeah. They're an extension of you, aren't they? They're your team. You're, they're an extension. Yeah. I like that. And nice what's my favourite one? Something blue? Something, something borrowed? Something, something borrowed. So that's the your favourite player that you've had on loan. And Manchester, they've struggled really, because you don't really sign loan players, do you? So if you can think of one. The temptation would be to say Ralph Ragnick. Yeah, we did. We took, uh, we took, we'd taken plays on loan. Um, so we had, uh, we had Henrik Larsson. That, he was yeah. great. He was oh, like yeah. a kind of a loan player, wasn't he? Um, mm. Yeah, so I'll go with Henrik Larsson. We should have signed him years before, but you know. It's a great answer. It's a great okay. answer. Something blue. So the player you were, you were saddest to see leave the club. Genuinely, and it's not even like it's not even because he would still be doing a job for us or anything else, but a player that captured my heart, Juan Mata. Juan Mata. Yeah, uh, when he left, answer. everything he did, he did. He was class personified. Yeah, like he just when he first came to Manchester, he obviously had been living in London, so. He came to Manchester and he threw it. He started doing like really ordinary touristy things, or like <laughs> he just went on these country walks in National Trust parks near where he lived in Altrincham. And <laughs> then he opened up a tapas bar in Manchester with his father. And he just lived the life. He lived in the city centre. He lived that kind of. Mm. He was a real like you know like you get these sort of like people who love Britain or like like Anglophiles who love England. But he was a real mancophile. He really got into <laughs> the music and. And then I watched, because then you think a lot of this time, this can be performative, can't it? You know, kissing mm. the badge and all the stuff that they do. Then I watched this program. It's a great program, actually. I think it's on Amazon Prime. And it's a, a documentary that followed 
the winners of the, the Spain uh, World Cup winning squad back to wherever country they were. So if they weren't playing in Spain, Amazon went and found them and found out what their life was like living abroad from Spain. Like it was like the kings of Spain abroad. Yeah, yeah. But you watch it, it's in Spanish, so you have to watch it with subtitles. But the love he had for this, and he had his mate come over and he's going, Oh, this is Alex Palace. And this is where I go for a drink. And the best coffee in town is here. And it was just all real. It was just brilliant. Um, and I had the good fortune to, to meet him once. I did this quiz thing. And um, he, so he's from Burgos, which is this town sort of like in the sort of Basque uh, Galicia, I think it is. I don't know much about Spain, but I said to him, like, they creepy. I went, uh, I've been to your hometown because <laughs> I've driven through and stayed there. And he went, Oh, why did you go to my hometown? He was like chatting like that. And then Wayne Rooney was there. And he goes, Have you been to my hometown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I am, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Have you been to my hometown? So, that's yeah. a great story. That's a great story. But no, I agree. Juanmat, he was on the field as well. He was a different quality. Yeah, he, won yeah, the, he was yeah. 23 when he won the Champions League at Chelsea, and like, yeah. I was convinced he was older just by the way he played. Yeah, um, he's tick, he was a TikTok player, and I don't mean that in the, the, the way of the social media now. He's like, everything was like, he's a pendulum, wasn't it? It was yeah, like TikTok. 100%, tick, yeah. Pass, receive, go, look. You know, he was like a mini Scholes in, in many mm. ways. I mean, yeah, yeah, great player. Probably probably in the sort of the, the pressing game now and the sort of high-intensity game, probably what you would define as a luxury player now. Yeah. But in a team that could play the ball around and everything else, he'd be you build a team, you build a midfield around him. Yeah. I loved sure. him. I loved him. I loved his I loved his persona and his demeanor and everything about him. I thought he was class. There we are. A, a, a romance, if you will. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. So this is the main portion of the uh Lindavu, whatever we want to main call it. Main course. Are we, are we on the main yeah, course? Yeah, we're on the main course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so what we've offered dessert, off. Justin. I won't lie yeah, to you, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's up to you. Um, so we're going to kick off. What is your earliest football in memory? Losing. So, like, this, doesn't, this doesn't have to be like watching football. This is you. Could be with your own man. Could be with anyone. As far back as you can think. So the, the first time I remember football being important, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because this That's is cool. what this podcast is about, isn't it? About what the game means to you. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, so I remember us losing the 1976 uh, ancient time. <laughs> we lost the 1976 FA Cup final to Southampton, but I don't really remember that as much. I kind of remember us winning in 77. We beat Liverpool. Um, then in 1978, uh, it was the Argentinian World Cup. And I remember watching the final under a table at my uncle's wedding and it was on a big screen and just watching it like that. So I remember that, but the, the time when football meant the most to me is 1979 FA cup final Manchester United played Arsenal. Arsenal were two nil up and United brought it back to two all with only moments remaining in the game. Arsenal broke away on the counter and Alan Sunderland scored a very famous FA cup winning goal and beat us three, two. I was absolutely Devastated because in those days, the FA Cup final was probably one of the only games that was on television. And it was like a game that we used to watch every year, whether your own team was in it or not. And my dad would buy cans of real Coke and crisps <laughs> and it'd be exciting. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, so we watched this and I remember going upstairs 
and I was sort of like lying on the be- my bath my bedroom floor, and I was really upset about it, and um, I was sort of like kicking and like really upset. I was crying on the bedroom floor, and I shared a, a bedroom with my brother, and my brother from the top bunk peed on me. <laughs> <laughs> I can still feel the warm drumming sensation as his. He was six. I mean, what a weirdo. I mean, there's something <laughs> going on there, isn't there? He pissed all over my back. I honestly, I, of all the directions I expected <laughs> that story to go in, you I couldn't just, have, you I, could not have no. asked me to guess where that was going. No. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Okay. So that's the earliest memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> formative. How formative yeah. is that? I mean, this is yeah. therapy now, isn't it? Tell oh. us about when you was at your lowest and then your brother pissed on you. What's been your biggest high oh. as a football fan? I imagine as, as a United fan, you've had a fair few. Surely mm-hmm. after that, it was all just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all uphill after yeah. that. Yeah. After that, it was, everything was good. Yeah. <laughs> what's the biggest high I've ever had as a Manchester United fan? I genuinely think... And this is this is going to sound so trite, but it's important because I know, like I've already mentioned, this podcast is about what football means. It's not about trophies. It's not about... So for me, the first time I went to Old Trafford and I went under my own steam, like my parents couldn't afford ever to take me and I was 13. And me and my pals, we started going together when we were like 13, 12, 13. And that first time that I, and we got there at one o'clock and we queued up and everything about that day is magical. Yeah. The smell, the hot dogs and onions outside, the huge crowds, the people. I mean, this was sort of like in the, in the early 80s. So it was still, football was, it was a dirty game, you know, and it was like, you know, nobody liked football and, um, you know, there's hooliganism was rife and it was all that sort of, the fear of it, you know, actually just going into the city centre and making your way out was a big thing for me. I lived on the other side of town and and then walking up the steps and first time we went, we went in the Stratford end, which was the, the the big end at Old Trafford, the sort of the singing end. And as you get to that top of the steps and the looks over and the grass looked so green and the white lines stood out and the red of the wooden sort of uh, crowd barriers and the red of the fence, because fences all around the ground. And then just drinking that moment in. And I don't know if it's a false memory, but I think I could smell the grass. And it felt, it was a real mixture of nostalgia for something I'd never seen before, if that makes any sense. Because I'd seen it on television, read about it, seen pictures of it so many times. I knew every inch of the place and I'd never been here. And then the excitement of being in there, you know, and then my brother just pissed on my back. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the game, you know, the game is a blur. I can't, I never, I don't remember what game it was because it wasn't the game that mattered. Yeah, it was yeah. when they ran on the pitch with the shirts and the white shorts and the black socks onto that green pitch. There's something about that. There's something yeah. about your team playing yeah, in yeah. their home colours in any game. It's it's home and it was just brilliant. I remember coming home, the exhilaration of that. 
That will never be beaten. And I've seen us win leagues and European Cups and the trebles and, and the doubles and, and all these things. But I've never loved a moment as much as when I got to the top of them stairs and saw it like a cathedral in front yeah. of me. And I just felt immediately at home. Like, and I'm, yeah. and I'm still quite glad now that I went on, on my own steam. You know, yeah. that my dad didn't take, because, I mean, you know, they couldn't afford it. And and we did, they had four kids, so we couldn't all, you know, even then, I mean, it'd be impossible now. So for me, that that moment is just, does that does that sort of like answer the question? Is it kind yeah, of that, that on, genuinely? Couldn't have been more perfect. I, I actually think, and I was about to say, I think that is my favourite answer we've yeah. ever had. On we've had a lot of good things. answers. And, and I think that your is... that answer might probably come back. You might even use that answer a little bit later on for some of the questions we got. But that's okay. kind of the whole point. Like this, it's not about, yeah. you know, like you said, it's not about like winning anything. Like, okay, yeah, it's it's good. You know, if you win something, it's a good memory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like these are the sort of moments for football fans. Our our podcast isn't necessarily about what it means, but this segment is, and the, the whole yeah. point of this is, you know, what it means to yeah, for sure. fans like me, like you, like whoever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Perfect. There we are. So we <laughs> just I'm waiting waiting to yeah. see when your brother makes the, this yeah, is yeah. next feature. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think might be quite soon because yeah. uh, the next question is: What is your lowest point <laughs> as a football fan? Um. Milk Cup game, like the old League Cup, League Cup, but it was in the Milk Cup at the yeah. time, in January, getting beat off Southampton at home, and it was snowing, <laughs> and the snow was going vertically up the stand. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, this is pretty bad. So there's in there, that's in the top, that's in the bottom three, okay? Right. That's okay. in the bottom three. Um, <laughs> Vertical snows. <laughs> The snow no, is the, coming back the, up. The weather makes <laughs> such a difference, though. We went yeah. two weeks ago down, oh, we? down, gosh, yeah. went down to Cardiff to watch the Wales women play. Um, it was like a massive game for them. Um, yeah. They were like one away from the World Cup playoffs. They made it in the end with yeah. a nil-nil draw, which wasn't amazing in quality. Like there wasn't great chances yeah. and everything in the nil-nil. And honestly, when I say a piss down before, I it, mean, it, it genuinely... was yeah. It was as if someone was throwing the water. Like yeah. I, I, I only came yeah. a t-shirt. It was like your brother was stood on top of the stadium. To be honest, <laughs> honestly, it there was, was there was one thousand of your brother just just <laughs> emptying all over us all. It was uncanny. So that's in the that's in the bottom three. Um. <laughs> Uh, another time, uh, I took my son to his first football match. Right. And it was Hyde United, who's my like local non-league club. I think I follow Hyde. I think I follow them on Twitter. Right. Because uh, they're, they're quite good on Twitter, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they were playing their local rival, Staley Bridge Celtic. And um, it was Boxing Day, because they always play each other, Boxing Day and New Year's Day. This, the the fixtures computer somehow manages to bring that one up. <laughs> And um, what a coincidence! Yeah, I mean, it was this is a low point, but it's also I realized so it's half time, and in the first half, one of the high players, one of the Stella Bridge players, was taking a throw in. And as he was taking the throw in, somebody behind him in what they call the scratting shed, like scratching <laughs> the scratting shed, yeah. shouted, Hey, fucking Jones, you fucking duplicitous fucking cum bucket wanker, <laughs> fucking something like this. Because he used to play for Hyde. And oh. the lad just got the ball to turn around and went, Dave, <laughs> I'll see you at work on Monday. 
like, so, so he's like, it's all this way. And my son was going, what's a cum bucket? And things like that. <laughs> so at half time, yeah, it's the only time I've ever done it. I left and told him it was over because it was freezing. It was a game I didn't care about. It was Boxing Day. He was about three. And he's like, cum bucket was. <laughs> And then, wow. but the worst, um, it gets worse, yeah, <laughs> it gets worse. So, to, to fast forward, oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this story. <laughs> so, about 2000, we're playing away at, at Anfield, so right. it's Manchester United versus um, at Liverpool, and we're playing away at Anfield, and I've managed to secure my son and myself. Tickets uh, in the ballot. I apply for every single away game and, you know, get one in 10 or something like that. So I was subscribed. And this is the big, this is the biggest game of the season. So we get to, uh, we get to Old Trafford and uh, get to Anfield and we've driven over with John Bishop and his son because they're family friends of ours and a comedy connection, and everything else. And they're Liverpool fans. And we're walking across Stanley Park because, if you go to a Liverpool game, you can park on the Everton side. If you go to Everton game, park on the Liverpool side. It's a good way of, of doing it. And we walk to Stanley Park, and my son is complaining. My son's complaining that his his leg is hurting him. He's, he's limping across. And I'm going, come on, son. We don't want to get left behind because we're already looking out of place because we're the only ones not wearing like red and white scarves. All Liverpool because we're walking through with all Liverpool fans, and they're looking at us going, why has he not got a scarf? <laughs> so my son's limping. I'm like, come on. He's like a gazelle, you know, on the wild, the, the wildebeest. They're going to come and get us. I'm not going to stay for you, stay for you. He's limping. He's in a lot of pain, okay? So we get to the uh, to the ground. We're in the Anfield Road end. And um, I, I don't know if you've been to Anfield. The away fans are in like two. We were at that time. There's two sections of us above and below. And we were uh, right next to a load of Liverpool fans. And uh, we got there. We're looking at our numbers. And as you look at your thing, you go, ah, right. We are in the last seat before, like a line <laughs> of stewards, and then the Liverpool fans. So I said to myself, "Oh, you go on that side because uh, they won't bother you because you'll be close." <laughs> so Everton, so Liverpool score, and this uh, um, Liverpool fan leans through these um, stewards and starts shouting the most horrific, horrible things about you know football disasters at us. Like, and my son, who was about eight, just goes. Champions. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> anyway, was that like pride and fear, like just yeah. contradicting each other at the same time? So, yeah. so I, I always get I always get very tense at football matches anyway. Okay. And if it's a big game like Derby or Liverpool, I get even more tense and like like I have like oh, gastric problems and all that sort of stuff. And then my son has done this sort of thing. I think, oh god, I'm gonna get our heads kicked in here. <laughs> and then they keep us in after the game. They hold us back. So when you come out, I don't know why they do this for safety reasons, because then they release you all. And then all the ones who want to smack your head in are just waiting, oh, that's just oh, waiting there. They'll yeah. be here then. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we we go back. My son's still limping. Away, blah, blah, and, and I think, the, and I just, I was felt so ill. And I just about managed to get to Burton Wood Services before I could use the toilet. <laughs> and I got to the toilet. Oh, there he is. <laughs> And I shat myself in Burton's <laughs> Oh, no. So I had to throw away my underpants. 
have my belt. Your belt? I'd ruined my belt. <laughs> you know, like when you Stop. when you when you're over full of flask, but you put the top on and the soup comes out. <laughs> and so I managed to clean myself up. I got home. This is not we're not at the worst bit of the story. <laughs> so we get home and my son's still limping, he's still crying. I've gone and had a shower, got changed. <laughs> and then my other half's gone, you're going to have to, he's in pain here. I said, he just hurt his leg or do something. I went to the hospital with him and he broke his leg. He broke his <laughs> leg before he broke his leg before the game. And I made him run across oh. Stanley Park, <laughs> put him in the line of fire, witnessed his father embarrassing himself in the public services. Oh. And he had a broken leg. I was a. I don't know who had the worst day. I got to be honest. I don't know whether it was him or you. Or the, the person who found a belt. Oh, the, yeah. the someone was desperate for a belt that day and picked it up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, I, I don't. don't think, how are we only on question? I know. On question I love three. it. I've. I've this got. A, I've got an That you know. That might not yeah. be the answer to question four. But what's your best away day? <laughs> <laughs> Best away day is uh, so in my lifetime, Man United have been to four Champions League finals, one, two, lost two. I've been to two. Guess which ones I went to? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, but going to Rome to watch United in the Champions League final was brilliant. It was a great day. Went with my son again, uh, did the whole sort of thing. And then we lost the game. We got absolutely outclassed by Barcelona. We did that twice in three years. We got absolutely mm. tanked by them. And, um, you know, the the, the sort of the, the the told the fear had been that we were going to get attacked by Inter fans. In, uh, sorry, not Inter fans. Roma fans would be there stabbing us on the bridges and everything. <laughs> and actually, it turned out there was a booze ban in the city, but actually people would drink. It was lovely. It's a beautiful city, Rome. And our hotel was just by the Trevi Fountain, which is a gorgeous thing. And we got back to our hotel and we were, we were disconsolate because we'd lost the game. We were tired. Thankfully, uh, there'd been no toilet misdemeanors. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're not going there with this story. We can, we can only hope for yeah. these things. You know? And then I vomited in the Trevi Fountain. <laughs> and uh, we got around the corner from our hotel and the Trevi Fountain was full of Barcelona fans celebrating. And me and my son uh, got ourselves a drink and a slice of pizza. And we just joined in, not joined in with them, yeah, but yeah. just... Accepted what happened, yeah, yeah. And, and that sort of thing. And that was a lovely day. And then on the way back, and this is what makes it the best away trip ever. So we'd had to fly from Manchester to Dublin, Dublin to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Milan, Milan to Rome to get there. Why? Because we just couldn't get tickets and flights. It was so hard. It was one of those games where everybody went, even though they didn't have a ticket. So many people right. went. Right. Okay. And on the way back, we'd done it quite easy. On the way back, it was just it was Rome to uh, Antwerp. Antwerp to Manchester wasn't a problem. We get on the plane, right? <laughs> we get on the plane and me and my son were the only people on the plane except the pilot and the stewards who weren't nuns. <laughs> it was a plane full of nuns and just me and my son. We'd like managed to get ourselves oh on this gosh. chartered nun trip to Antwerp where they must have been going to like a nun conference. <laughs> <laughs> and we just sat. And the best bit about it was we couldn't sit together because we'd not pre-booked our seats. 
So my son was sat up here, and I was sat back here, just surrounded by nuns. That was the safest flight you've ever been on. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. That was the safest. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, was that man. like, just being surrounded with nuns on a plate? I didn't think I'd ever have to say this on a podcast. No. But was, how, uh, what was that like? I mean, I was slightly disappointed that halfway through they didn't all stand up and start singing a cappella, I will follow you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was Sister Act like 3. Sister Act, yeah. <laughs> Sister Act 3, nuns go to Antwerp. <laughs> Back in the Benelux. Oh, oh. oh I, I, I just pray for these kind of things to happen to me one day. Not you all will. of them that you've said, not all of them, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you nuns don't on a plane. Them. No, nuns on a plane would be quite nice, to be honest. Yeah. That'd be quite a laugh. Um, where are we? Right, to, okay. Is that the sequel to Snakes on a Plane? Snakes, yeah. snakes on a Plane. Like, nuns on a Plane. Nuns well, it's like Nuns plane. on the Run, isn't it? Nuns on the Run, <laughs> Snakes on the Plane. Oh, dear. Oh, my life. Oh. I Brilliant. Right, okay. Question five. Um, what is on your football bucket list? Be on if there is anything monks. left. Yeah, be on, <laughs> be on a plane full of monks. Yeah. <laughs> But you got to be careful when, I, when you start talking about football and buckets. Uh, there's often <laughs> I've needed one. Um, um, oh. I think I'd like to go and watch football in uh, South America. We've had that one before. That that's, that's, a popular that's quite one, a, that yeah, is, that is yeah. quite a popular one. Yeah, mm. yeah. I went I to uh, 2016. I was at the, uh, the, the the Olympics. I was working for Team GB at the Olympics oh, in wow. 2016, and. Um, so I did a lot of the things that you can do in Rio. So we went up the mountains and we Copacabana Beach and played football on the beach and did all the things that you can do like that. Um, and then my son wanted a um, Fuminese top. So I drove all, got a taxi all the way to Fuminese to buy my shop, <laughs> Chevrolet Club shop. When I got there, it was shut. <laughs> so you had to go down the beach and get a, a fake one, did you? No, no, no. I brought him. I got him. I got one from the airport. Because uh, we, we were right near the Flamingo. Flamenco, Flamingo ground. I said, oh, do you not want it? He went, no, no, the Fuminese one's a classic one. It's the uh, like the Wimbledon, isn't it? Yeah, Burgundy yeah. and green, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So I'd like to go and watch football in, in Argentina, Brazil, somewhere like that. I think I'd, I'd like I'd like to do that. I'd like to go to a World Cup, actually, and but not um, not follow a team, just like just to go to random games. I'd love to yeah. do that. Because I'm, just... I'm not, um, I don't follow the England side. Um, at all, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bothered about it at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I just That's don't like the. Well, I don't like. I don't like what the experience has been in my lifetime with following England. When it gets to okay. the tournaments and everything, I root for them and I, you know, watch along with everybody else. But I'm not bothered whether they win or they lose. I, it doesn't affect me at all. Absolutely, mm-hmm. doesn't affect me at all. Um, yeah. I've been to one England game, sort of like a, a friendly at Old Trafford, and it was against Sweden. And uh, the fans were just all like, some of them were like, you know, singing songs about the IRA. And I was thinking, I don't understand what any of this is. And yeah. yeah. No surrender and God save the Queen. It was all a bit weird, really. So, yeah, I'm not too. And it's just so much pressure being an England fan. They're always expected to win everything. And, yeah. you know, and it's always just a bit, you know. That's what I love about being a Wales fan. It's yeah. like we're in our first World Cup now since 1958, this, this mm-hmm. winter, not summer. Feels weird saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a bit. But it, we are purely there for the vibes. Like if we get through the groups, that's lovely. I'm I know a boy 
I know a boy who won a bet, like he wasn't going to Qatar, to, to Qatar and he won a bet and he just bought st- tickets straight to Qatar. Like he hasn't bought any tickets for the game yet. Like he's just bought plane tickets and he's going to make his way over and then hope for the best. So I've been to Qatar. That's the kind of place you could just bum around and get in a hostel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I think that would suit him, the sort of person that he is actually. But No, uh... there's no way you can just go to Qatar. It's, all there is is luxury hotels. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely, oh. mate. There's five-star hotels, that's all there's there. He's okay. going to have a bad time. Unless they've <laughs> obviously built cheaper stuff. Or... Yeah, I'd like to go and watch a World Cup and just go around. At, like, I'd like to go to one in Europe where you can just drive it and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. That'd be, that'd well, be it's, nice. it's coming to England and, and... Well, it's coming to the UK, isn't it, in a couple of years? 2030, I think it is. There we are, yeah. That's that's maybe one to watch. The England... Yeah. The, 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 the Men's World Cup? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm pretty I don't sure. think it's been announced, has it? Oh, I don't know if it's coming there or whether we've got a bid going. Yeah, oh, right. it's either bid. one, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So that's on the bucket <clears> list. This is my favorite question. I love. Yes, this, this is. A, hang on, wait there. I'm going to turn my light off. Give me a sec. All right, all right. I mean, I you didn't apologize. have to disrupt the whole podcast then. No, I, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> right. uh, no, I can't. So... Hang on. No, wait, wait. The light, the light sound, the light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's your yeah. name from, Alex? My name. Yeah. My name's from Romania. Is it Alexandru Tomato? Yes. Tomuta. Tomuta, Tomuta, yeah. yeah. Like every doctor I've ever had. Tomato. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) You say tomato. (laughs) (laughs) So your parents Romanian or uh, one's Romanian, one's Welsh? My father's father's Romanian. My mother's English, actually. English? Do you follow Wales, though? Yes, I am. He's got a thicker Welsh accent than me. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I'd love to be Welsh. Uh, you are an honorary you're, you're member. You're more than welcome. You you're should more adopt, than welcome. adopt the Welsh national team as your national team, Justin. I, I, well, yeah, like Mike after, England. After, <laughs> after, <laughs> after Michael Sheen, I think you should. Yeah. Right. So, double-edged On with it, yes. Is, what is, first of all, your football guilty pleasure? Yeah. And then also, I'm going to counteract that with, what would you like to see put in football room 101 and just get rid of it forever? All right. My football guilty pleasure... Over the summer, I've fallen in love a little bit with Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I think a little bit of us, like a little piece of us has all kind of fallen in love with Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. Yeah. And I'm all for it, to be honest with you. I'm all for it. It's good to see Arsenal play good football again. I love, I love just the documentary. Oh, you like the um? Yeah. I, I said it earlier. What's all, it or nothing, all or nothing. Yeah. All or nothing. Yeah. Saka and Smith Rowe just being interviewed, just like off the cuff. Have you seen the program? I've still not I seen, seen, that. seen it. I've seen the Spurs no. one, but oh, I've, uh, I've not seen I, the Arsenal one. Yet. I implore you to watch it before the end of the weekend. <laughs> okay. It's just like so. There's a bit where they're playing Tottenham and they're talking about the derby, and it's all. I mean, a lot of it is kind of like all stylized, and the derby's coming. It's North London's biggest game, <laughs> and they're going like they get like market trades going. Read all about it. Come on, get <laughs> But they're in the canteen, and um, Smith Rowe says to Saka, "Oh God, can you imagine like you know the derby. Imagine scoring, and then they both score. Yeah, and they're just like little kids. You know what I mean? Playing their dreams." It's lovely. And like Ramsdale's family are like bonkers. <laughs> They're amazing. His dad wears this funny little hat. They're like, it's just great. So that's my guilty pleasure this summer has been like watching that documentary, enjoying them. And then Arsenal doing really well and going like, how oh, great. And then we played them last 
last time out and beat them. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be happy to get to the dressing room. <laughs> I tell you, boys, I tell you, boys, I, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck if you play well. It's football. This is our family, you know. You went a bit Al Pacino there. I quite like yeah. it. He has a bit like that in the dressing room, but he's obviously not Italian. But he has all these things. Like and for the um, for the Spurs game, uh, the club photographer did the pre-match speech. Yeah, I've seen that. That, yeah. is, that is incredible. I haven't seen that one. Oh, you're going to go out there? You're fucking miss. <laughs> and then when they go into Anfield, he, he makes them train while he plays. You'll never walk alone on speakers. All around him. It is good. It's really good. Oh. So that's my uh, guilty. What was the second part of that question? The Room 101. What would I put in there? Um, what I would put in there in Room 101, and it's kind of like a, sort of an extended thing, but I would um, take uh, the timekeeping off the referee. Oh. Oh, okay. That's right. a different kind of thing, though, isn't it, really, I suppose? No, no. Like, we'll say referees having timekeeping, chuck that in Room 101. Yeah, I want the yeah. reason why. Yeah, and I would, and the reason would be is because you're now going to make it a 60-minute game on a whistle. Yeah. Oh. Whistle blows, stop. Whistle okay. starts. You eradicate any form of time wasting. You take this arbitrary discussion of referees, how much time is he allowing for this? The ball's in play. If the ball's in play for over an hour, that's very rare in football. So yeah. make them play football for an hour. People are going to get their money's so, worth. You'll have no time wasting. This is the only sport. Yeah. It's the only sport that doesn't have this. Every it's, it's sport, a bit like rugby, like when, yeah. when you, you went rugby, yeah. Yeah. eighty minutes. That's it. Rugby, basketball, ice hockey, yeah. rugby union, everything is done like this. Uh, Australian rules. It's just done. You know, the guy's running around looking at his watch, trying to work it out. Oh, I've added thirty <laughs> seconds on there. It's impossible. Yeah. That's a, that's a good shout, actually. It's not something and I imagine, ever think, like... Imagine, so you, you've got to carry on playing till the ball goes out. <laughs> imagine if you do the yeah, There'd be someone just knocking it about, just waiting, 95th, 1900th minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It'd be great, wouldn't it? Try and just pass it around because you've got to get that winning goal. <laughs> yeah. so that's what I do. That's to go. <laughs> I've got a few things I stick in there. I stick in the phrase, the football club. Go on, then. Oh, really? The football club. Well, as long as the football club... What do you mean, the football club? Another one is <laughs> commentators saying um, he's laid a marker down there. He hasn't. He's just done a big foul. <laughs> That's not laid a marker down. <laughs> Another one thing is all the time, commentators, oh, he's in a foot race now. What kind of race do you expect him to be in? <laughs> a motorcycle race. <laughs> oh, I've never even considered that. Yeah, I, I, I never thought about that because, you know, you, you hear that all the time, man, but... Who do you two score yeah. then? Swansea. Yeah. Swansea, yeah. Fans. Hmm. I went yeah. to uh, I went to an, a Cardiff game a few weeks ago. A few months Why? ago. Last season. Uh, <laughs> I was working in call. Cardiff, went to Cardiff versus Middlesbrough, and it was brilliant. The two shittest managers of all time <laughs> going head to head. <laughs> and they they were singing to uh what's what was the last Canada Canada? What was the last Cardiff manager called? The one who got sacked? Mick McCarthy. Yeah. And they were and and uh, they were playing Middlesbrough, who were managed by. I can't remember his name. Oh, you know, he also Chris, uh, Chris Cardiff. No. Oh, Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock, yes. That's it. And, and the Cardiff fans were singing to Mick McCarthy. You're just the shit, Neil Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> and he was there. Oh, look at that! Oh. It's taken you ages to laugh at that, hasn't it? Yeah. You two don't really like no. that, do you? Cardiff no, no. Been... We, as long as Cardiff be made fun of, I'm fine. Yes. We're all, all right. right. 
To be fair, though, got... I, I don't know who's in a worse position at the minute between us. Yeah, two, we, so. which we're free to laugh because life, life is tough for us, Bond and Pound, at the minute. Right. So we'll uh, we'll come back in with. Uh... Oh, it's your question. Yeah, it's, my, it's my question. Right. We're all out. Broad question. Broad question. What does the game mean to you? This is usually like the one where everyone takes like a somber, serious day. I, I don't know what to expect from you, I'll be honest. But The game for me is about escapism. It's <clears> about <throat> friendship. It's about fraternity. It's about place. It's about childhood. It's about nostalgia. It's about, um, about friendship, you know, about camaraderie with my friends and, and that sort of stuff. It's the kind of it's the glue that binds a lot of my friendships together, and def- defines my social life in many aspects. Um, so that's what it means to me. Uh, the kind of and you talked before about what was your favorite game, what was your lowest moment, what's this, what's that. There's a moment in football when your striker had received a ball off a uh, a winger, and he looks up. And he either chips or volleys or thunderbolts a ball. And that moment that the ball hits the back of the net, as it hits the back of the net, there's almost a pause in the atmosphere, isn't there? There's like yeah. a gap. And then there's an explosion. And that pause just before the explosion, that expectation, that's football. That's when you truly lose yourself. And it's the only time you don't think about anything else in your life. It's transcendental and it's just everything. Yeah. Answer. Wow. Again, like couldn't have asked for a better answer, but superb. Right. Good. I think we, that one. We are running out, <laughs> we're running out of time a bit now. So, yeah, we are. I'm going to skip to the last question. All right. I think that's fair. I love this question. What is your favorite football memory? Out of, of all, all of them. them? It can be Give one you've already favorite. said. It can be a completely yeah. new one. Of everything, what's the one thing you you think of and you go, that, just that moment? 1999. <laughs> there we Champions are. League final. The whole year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching the game in a pub because um, I hadn't got tickets for the game. I couldn't I couldn't get to Barcelona. And uh, ball goes over and share Name on the trophy. Sheringham scores, the pub erupts. I jump up and there's a, a an old-fashioned light hanging over the seat. I bang my head on the light and, <laughs> and I go sort of like, oh, my football memories are like involving like yeah, some injuries or, or, injury yeah, some, or some kind uh, yeah. of bodily function. And so I'm woozy, I'm woozy, woozy like this. And I just sort of like sitting there and I'm drinking it in, the pub's going wild. And I sort of look up at the pub, at the thing again, and they're replaying the goal. And the pub goes wild again. Yeah. Does it be scored again? I had realised it was a second goal. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a replay because I'd not really (laughs) seen the first goal. And it was about three minutes before I realised we'd won the European Cup. Everyone was going wild, going, lads, come on. We're going to say extra time and penalties. (laughs) And I had no idea. So that that moment with my pals, watching that game is probably one of my favourite ever football moments as a fan, definitely. Do you know what? It's, It's really funny to listen to your, like, because we we have we've had Ishan Akbar on, um, and we've done the same thing with him. Ishan Snackbar. Ishan. 
<laughs> I'll tell him he said that, no. Um, and we asked him the same question, what was your favourite football memory? And he didn't say 99, he said when Eric Cantona kicked the fan. So I think there's there's a stark difference with Man United fans. Like, you're either yeah. one Man United fan or you're another one. So, yeah, I'm glad we've had two. Oh, I, had two of the, I, I two wish I'd now waxed lyrical about my time working with Eric Cantona. Oh, well, it's not too late if you want to... Can you see him What's just he... above my head? Can you see him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what's he like? What is he's he amazing. like, yeah? He's amazing. It was just like every... You know, don't meet your heroes. Well, if it's Eric Cantona, you're going to be all right because he's yeah. fantastic. He yeah. queued up for his lunch with everybody else. He signed every bit of autograph for everybody else. He is he as cool as everyone? Is he as yeah, cool as everyone? Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Well, we went to Cannes with him to watch the film, to watch the, the premiere and everything else. Right. I'll tell you this quickly because I know you're running out of time. So... My agent says, Ken Loach wants to meet you for a, a film. So I say, yeah, go meet Ken Loach. You have a little chat with him and you go home and, and your agent says, what was it like? And I go, I don't think he was bothered. He didn't, we, I didn't really do anything. Anyway, you get a recall. This is how Ken Loach works. It's all like, just gets to know you. Anyway, I get the part in the film. And then one day I'm driving uh, in London and the phone goes and it's Ken Loach. And he says, can you keep a secret? And I say, yeah. And I think he's going to tell me he's like, he's a massive Tory or something. He <laughs> says, uh, he says, uh, he said, oh, yeah, we've got Eric Cantona in the film. And I'm going, you're fucking joking. <laughs> he goes, no, he says, and uh, it's going to be a big secret. though. No, you can't tell anybody. It's a massive secret. So I said, right. He said, can you make it into City Centre of Manchester tomorrow? I want you and John Henshaw, who plays Meatballs. Who, you know, John Henshaw's an actual truck. Sort of and, all that. <laughs> and we had to go and do some improvising with Eric so we could get used to uh, the speed of our voices and the way we spoke and everything. So I find myself in a rehearsal room with John Henshaw, Ken Loach, and Eric Cantona doing all this sort of <laughs> improv. At one point, we stopped for a cup of tea, and Eric Cantona pushes a plate of biscuits over to me, and he says, uh, "Would you like a jambi d'ajil?" <laughs> I said, "No, I'm all right. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Eric. I'm all right." Anyway, so uh, we we go on, we make the film, and and, and Eric turn up on set was a massive surprise to the actor in the scene. I don't know if you know this story. So he's just talking, and, he, and, and he's written in the script that he meets Eric Cantona, but he's a vision, you know, and it's a, yeah. it's a magic realism and everything else. So anyway, so then Eric's on the thing. We make the film, it's great. We go to Cannes where the film gets a 15-minute ovation. We walk down the red carpet with Eric Cantona and all these people. We have a beach party afterwards, which is all football-themed, and there's Hollywood guys. In my sort of false memory now, it's Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> he comes <laughs> over to me with a big cigar and he goes, I loved you in the film. I couldn't understand a fucking word you said, but I loved you in the film. <laughs> So we have this great thing. I remember walking down the closet at dawn the next morning uh, with like the black tie on and my coat over my shoulder. Just amazing, amazing experience. <laughs> Off into the sunset. Yeah, flew home and then they asked me to host the premiere. We had the premiere of the film in Salford across the, the docks from Old Trafford so you could see Old Trafford in the distance. I bought my mum and dad a car to take him to the premiere and... Uh, my mate who I bought the car with, he has a, a car ride company. He got a Rolls Royce Silver Shadow. Ooh, so my mum nice. and dad turned up. It's not. It's the least, the last Ken Loach thing you should do. <laughs> but they turn up in a Rolls Royce. My mum and dad have this great day. And we go in and I host the premiere. I introduce the cast. I introduce Ken. He says a few words about minimum wage. And we start to watch the film. And the film, me and my mum are sat there, sort of in the best seats in the house. And the film ends. And I turn to my mum. I say, well... My mum says, it got better towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Mums will be mums, will they? Mums will be mums. They will. They what, will. A, what a great way to end this interview. What a great I, I, way. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, I don't, Eric Cantona just features at the end of our uh, our what football means to me. I quite like it. It's, yeah, it's a theme I'd like to keep. Yeah, we, we, we'll keep that one. Justin, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks I've liked every single second of it. Um, this has been. I think I say this. I've said this a couple of times, yeah. but genuinely, this uh, this, this is, is this like is top up done. there for me. This yeah. is one of my favorites. Wow. Um, so this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much. Do you want to tell people where they can find you on like social media? Some like, sugar really? boys. I'm on tour uh, all over the place. You can find my dates at justinmorehouse.com. Or you can get my podcast, which is called About 30 Minutes, no more than 45. Every Tuesday it drops. Yes. I, yeah. I did see though your 200th episode was over an hour. So, so yeah, know. but that's uh, that's a special. That was a spe- it was a special, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It was a special. <laughs> hey, it's gotta be done. Great. It's gotta be done. But uh, pleasure, mate. Honestly, we've uh, we've absolutely loved it. Thank that. you. And, Lovely um, to meet you both. Yeah, you, you too, too, mate. You too. Uh, really appreciate it. Alex, until next week. And uh, thank you guys for yeah. listening. You can find us on Spotify, uh, YouTube, Twitter, at Cinemopod, Instagram, at Podcast, and everywhere in between. Just have a little look for us and you'll find us somewhere. Go and buy um, something from our shop as well. Yeah, do it. Why not? No, buy a nice hoodie. So uh, Yeah, we'll, uh, exactly. We'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening and uh, take care. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.